men, men, manly men, men, men. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Good morning to you, Dayton Kane, in for Libby Collins, Sunday, April 9th, playing the man song because it's all guys again. Isaac in the producer's booth. We had Finn doing news and, of course, uh, uh, Dominic Catronio doing our sports later today. Thank you for joining us. Libby off this week, and uh, I'm filling in, so hopefully I can do a good job for her. It's going to be a great morning. We're going to be checking in with Sean Ryan from the Milwaukee Business Journal. We're going to talk to Holly Gambling from Keller Williams Realty, find out what the Milwaukee area housing market's doing these days. Matt Miller, media critic from Milwaukee.com, joins us at about 8.50, 8.50 or so. We're going to check in with my buddies Mad Dog and Merrill. Of course, we'll do the Week in Review, get sports updates, uh, the news updates. We'll keep you informed this morning. So thank you for joining us. Typically, we start the Sunday off with the day today in history, but uh, we're going to jump right into Easter. Of course, a big day for a lot of people, especially when it comes to pastors. We're going to welcome Pastor Brandon Levy from Banner Church in New Berlin to the show. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am good. So this is a very busy day for you, very important day. So we thank you for taking your time to come on the show and talk with us for a few minutes here before you get going. Are you ready? You got your sermon ready to go? I, I'm, I'm, I'm set. This one, uh, the text for this one is, has been set for about 2,000 years. So uh, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think, we're, think we're in a good spot today. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to uh, Christianity, would you say this is the most important day of the year? Um, yeah, probably. Um, I think understanding the resurrection really is the the crux of all of Christianity. Um, there's been a whole lot of of people who have claimed to be something or claimed to be the Messiah. Um, but the fact that Jesus was crucified to fulfill so many prophecies and then the prophecy of raising again, that there's an empty tomb, uh, is, is really, uh, proof that he is who he said he was. And uh, so this is this is the day that we celebrate it, and uh, it's, it's an exciting day. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into kind of what's going on in the world today when it comes to Easter, because obviously that's the message. That's what it, it's all celebrating and how it started off. But let's get into some of the things that go on around this day and why we might be doing them, what they represent. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously yeah. the biggest one we think— Easter, besides Jesus, is the Easter bunny. Like, what? Yeah. how does that relate to anything that we're talking about when it comes to the Bible? All, all the fun. Okay, so there's, there's a whole lot of things uh, that have been circulated as far as um, different, different gods of fertility and, and all of that. Um, really what's incredible about Easter is, is going all the way back to um, the Passover, and again, this is the season of the Passover, even in Jewish culture, which Jesus would have been in. And one of the things that was a part of that meal was an egg, and it was a roasted egg. And what it, what it symbolized was, was new life. And what we celebrate at Easter isn't just the resurrection of Jesus, but the understanding that because of his resurrection, we can have new life as well. And in that, here's the, the fun part of all of the, the sweet treats and, and all of that. Uh, part of that celebration at the Passover is when they would break the, the piece of unleavened bread. They would wrap it in a, in a white linen cloth and they would hide it. And the children that were at the table would go, it was like the scavenger hunt. And when they would find the, the broken bread, which we know now represents the broken Messiah, Jesus uh, died wrapped in white linen clothes, when they would come back to the table and they would find something that important, they were given treats. They were given, oh. they were given snacks and, and everything. But because 
so much of that culture, the meal and the foods in it would represent something. Uh, so this is right after they would have eaten horseradish and their eyes would be watering <laughs> and um, going, wait a second, I don't want to taste sin anymore. And when they would come back to the table with finding this broken piece of the Messiah, the, this broken piece of bread that represents the Messiah, they were given treats, they were given snacks to teach them how sweet it is to find something uh, like Jesus. And uh, so that's, that's part of the origin. Again, we live in a world that seems to try and corrupt all of that. Uh, but really at, at, the, at the heart of it all, the reason that we can still celebrate and, and um, do Easter egg hunts is because we want even children, which again, we, we want them to know when they come and they find something incredible like Jesus, um, that it's this, this lasting sweet taste in our mouth. So um, yeah, there's been a whole bunch of things that have, that have uh, messed with that, but at the crux of it, uh, we get to celebrate we celebrate Jesus. All right. A lot of people celebrating today with Easter egg rolls and uh, ham and lamb and all kinds of goodies to eat. So uh, hopefully yep. getting to a church service. What times are your church services today? Uh, we're at 9 and 1045. Okay. That's Banner Church in so, New Berlin. What's the address or how do people yeah. find it? Um, we're right off of Greenfield. The actual address is 1500 Southwest Lane uh, in New Berlin. So kind of right on the corner of Greenfield and Calhoun. We'd, okay. we'd love to have you out. Awesome. Well, I thank you for taking your time this morning. I, fig- I thought it was appropriate on Easter Sunday to start off the show with at least understanding some of what's going on today. So uh, much appreciated. Yeah. I know you're a busy man today. Well, thank you so much, Dave. All right. I'll see you at 1045. I'll be out there. All right. All right. Sounds good. Have a great day. All right. Coming up next, we're going to check in with Dominic Catronio on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. My name's Dayton Kane, in for Libby Collins. Uh, we're also going to hear from Sean Ryan this hour. It's going to be a good show, so stick around. And thanks for listening for WTM to WTMJ. Spring is in the air and Brewers baseball in full swing. The Cardinals in town. Brew crew trying to make it seven wins in a row. But there's that man again, Nolan Arenado. This is hit high and deep to left. It is hooking, and it hooks inside the foul pole. It is gone for Nolan Arenado, a two-run shot. His first home run of the season, and the Cardinals out to a 4 nothing lead. Lynn Grindle won the call right here on 620 WTMJ. It was Arenado's 300th career home run. As the Cardinals blank the Brewers 6-0 to end their six-game winning streak. Manager Craig Council. I mean, we didn't, you know, there wasn't balls hit hard that we didn't get opportunity, you know, didn't get bad luck on. He pitched very well. He, he controlled us. He controlled our barrels very well. The rubber game of the series with the Cardinals is today. First pitch at 110. Our coverage starts at noon with yours truly with Brewers warm-up. The Bucks will finish their regular season in Toronto against the Raptors. Coverage starts at 11.30 over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The Bucks, already locked into the number one seed, will await their opponent after the play-in tournament. Badger hockey fans can rejoice they still have bragging rights over Minnesota. The Golden Gophers lost in the national title game of the Frozen Four against Quinnipiac in overtime. It only took 10 seconds into the extra period for sophomore Jacob Quillian to score the game-winning goal and keep the Gophers without a title since 2003. The Badgers' last title came in 2006. And the Masters tournament down in Augusta, Georgia has been plagued by rain over the weekend. They have resumed the third round as of this morning, playing through the rain and the cold weather down in Georgia. They are expecting to finish this tournament 
tomorrow with Brooks Kepka in the lead. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thank you, Dominic. Actually, interesting, four of the top five in the Masters are from the USA. That's a good good note there. Uh, coming up next, we do the five-day forecast, and we'll check in with Libby, who's with Sean Ryan from the Milwaukee Business Journal. Thanks for listening to WTMJ. Good morning, 818. Thank you for joining Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. going to be sunny this afternoon. Clouds rolling in. Perfect for Easter, though. 64 near the lake, 70 inland. Monday, morning showers possible. High of 68. Tuesday, partly cloudy, 73. Wednesday, sunny and windy, a high of 75. Thursday, sunny and 75. This is amazing. Finally, seems like spring and summer are a possibility. Let's check in now with Sean Ryan, Editor-in-Chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. He's here with Libby Collins. Good morning, Libby. Thank you, Dayton. Well, Mark's off this week, and joining us is reporter Sean Ryan from the Milwaukee Business Journal. And uh, a couple days ago, Sean, you filed the story on Northridge Mall. They've got an upcoming court hearing. Let's talk about what's going on with that place. That's right. The saga continues for Northridge Mall since it's been closed for uh, about 20 years now. The latest is there's going to be a court hearing April 14th on that. And some of the points of discussion are going to be this proposal by a new prospective buyer, Phoenix Investors, which is based here in Milwaukee, which wants to buy the building and convert it into industrial space. There will probably be a lot of warehousing there, and that's anticipated to create, if it's only warehousing and not manufacturing, about 400 to 500 jobs. But in court filings and letters from late March, anyway, the city of Milwaukee's attorneys came out in opposition to that plan. The city of Milwaukee has filed its own briefings with the court dating back to January, trying to take ownership of the property itself as well. So interesting discussions happening there. Does Phoenix Investors have any other developments around the city? Certainly. Uh, Phoenix Investors, you don't hear about them a lot because they're sort of in the industrial space, but they work nationally and basically specialize in converting large buildings, generally outdated industrial buildings. They update them and then they lease them out to new tenants. Here in the Milwaukee, area, one of their biggest projects was the former J.C. Penny Warehouse. You can see that along the interstate in Wauwatosa. They acquired that and then have rehabbed it for new tenants. I know at one point, and I think they're still in there, they were putting Amazon in there to do distribution. Hmm. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Now, another story you broke the other day is about oh, one more development debate in Tosa. Now, what are they upset about? This is an interesting one. This is a site, the former Western Building Products site near kind of the village area there in Wauwatosa. Back in 2021, there were local developers looking at more than 500 apartments on that site. That project's gone. They're not pursuing that. But a new proposal has shown up a new buyer for the property, which would turn it into, again, a warehousing space for businesses. And that was approved by the city. And since then, a local planner and urbanist here in the area goes by the name of, or his name is Robin Palm, has filed an appeal of that city decision, you know, arguing some of the particulars of the process, but basically with the concept of, you know, a site like this, when there's a housing shortage in the region, when there's an opportunity to use a property for something other than storage space, that's something to be considered. 
Hmm. Well, speaking of other developments, I know in Brookfield, they're also taking a look at that wheel and sprocket location on Capitol Drive and Lily. There are a lot of residents in that area who aren't real happy with the idea of 75 apartments being built there. Tell us what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, this is another particular site. It kind of reminds me of the debates over Drew Tower and Wauwatosa, where at least for Drew Tower on one side, you had Mayfair Road, large road with a lot of traffic, but on the other side of it, there's single-family homes. Here in the Brookfield property, there's Capitol Drive on one side of it, and then on the other side of it, there's a neighborhood. So there's a proposal. There have been several revisions to the plan, but the current one has about 75 apartments. At the tallest point along Capitol Drive, it would be a four-story building, and then that goes down to three stories closer to the homes. And yeah, there's discussion over a rezoning for that, and also for the city to provide some tax incremental financing, because that property is a former gas station. And it has a lot of environmental contamination, which kind of thickens the soup here, if that's the term, because, well, you have to do something big in order to shoulder the cost of cleaning up a site with the kind of contamination that this one does. I'm Libby Collins talking with Sean Ryan from the Milwaukee Business Journal. He's here for Mark Cast today. And last week, Sean, Mark and I talked about that Microsoft Data Center in Mount Pleasant. What else is going on there and when might we see some construction? They're hoping to get this one going later this year. That's the schedule that, at least according to what we've heard from folks at the village, that Microsoft is hoping to accomplish. You know, that would mean their purchase of about 315 acres from the village of Mount Pleasant by the end of July. You know, more reviews to happen on that. There's going to be votes next in uh, Racine County over some of the agreements that are related to this. One last question for you, Sean, because I know you do a lot of real estate reporting. What are you seeing with home prices locally? Are they holding their own? Are we seeing still a lot of people getting over asked if their homes are on sale? Or are we starting to see real estate properties drop a little bit? I'm not seeing the real gangbuster price increases we were seeing back in 2021 in the home market. That being said, I mean, this isn't 2010 or anything near that regard either, where we saw particular damage to the market. You know, it's in flux. It's a tough time in the economy with a lot of different moving parts. So that is one that we're certainly going to be monitoring as we move forward. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us on this Easter morning. Sean Ryan from the Milwaukee Business Journal. I'm Libby Collins, and back to you, Dayton. Thank you, Libby. It is Easter Sunday, so coming up next, we're going to talk through some Easter traditions with Isaac, our producer. See what he does on this day and uh, fill you in on some of our stuff. And at the bottom of the hour, of course, Finn asking in with a WTMJ Breaking News Center update. Thanks you for listening to Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Good morning to you, Dayton Kane, in on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News for Libby Collins. It is Easter Sunday, going to be sunny afternoon, clouds rolling in, and a high of 70 inland. It's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, Easter Sunday, we talked to Pastor Libby to start off the show. Isaac, any type of traditions? We talked about you know Easter egg hunts and the egg roll that's going to be on the, the White House lawn tomorrow. What, what do you guys do at your house? Yeah, so when I was growing up, uh, you and I have talked about, I grew up in Wausau, Right. Yep. So, uh, so it's still snow on the ground typically for Easter. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's part of it. Uh, we would, you know, I would have Good Friday off from school. Right. Uh, so my my parents would both take the day off. We would drive down to Appleton, go to the uh, Appleton Mall, get some. Oh yeah, the some, Fox River Mall. Yeah, some some fancy new clothes. Uh, there was a, a chocolate shop down there that my parents really liked. So Vandewalls probably. Yeah, that was the one. 
Uh, we would get some some nice Easter chocolate. We'd make a whole weekend out of it, and then you know we would go see uh, both sides of the family have a have a big meal. Um, nothing nothing too crazy or out of the ordinary, but okay. Yeah. No, d- typical Easter egg hunt. Did they hide stuff around? You guys go find them or? Yeah, um, I, not not so much. Sometimes, um, yeah, I don't know. We weren't big on the Easter egg hunts so much that I can remember. Okay. So I always did a scavenger hunt for my kids. So they had clues that they had to figure out to get to the next step, and they would find things as they went along and gathered them up in their Easter basket. And at the end, there was a bigger thing at the end. So so you you made a whole thing out of it. I did. In fact, my son is uh, 25, and he's doing one today when he comes over, (laughs) whether he likes it or not. All right. Whether he likes it or not. So, uh, yeah, we did that with our foster kids. We did that. It's just something we've done. And I think it started, my dad started that for me when I was a kid. The only problem is you got to make sure you remember where you hide things and tell your spouse because one time my dad hid our big Easter bunnies in the oven and did not tell my mom and oh. he turned on she turned on the oven to preheat it to get ready for dinner so we did not get chocolate Easter bunnies that year because it was all melted plastic chocolate melted together chocolate. and yeah we figured that out once the uh, smoke detector started going off that dad hid something he shouldn't have in a place he shouldn't have I so. am I am notoriously bad at finding Easter baskets uh, to the point where there were times that my Easter basket was hidden underneath a towel that was on the floor just standing up by itself. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere where a towel shouldn't yep. be. And it took me about 20 minutes to find it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not necessarily the most observant guy. Oh, goodness. Did they then get you uh, for one Easter a, a tutor? <laughs> they, they, they never went that far. No, with no, it. like uh, Isaac needs some help here. Let's <laughs> yeah. underneath this towel, we've got <laughs> your new teacher. Here we go. All right. Well, that's good stuff. We'd love to hear from you too. Of course, the old National Bank talking text line is 855 616 1620. You have an Easter tradition you want to text in. Uh, that would be fun to see. But now we're going to take a break over the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Finn asking any no Easter traditions for you, Finn? I mean, I guess. Um my parents would hide the baskets. See, that's a tradition. Yeah, I, uh, I'll throw that in there. My dad's also from New Zealand, so he cooks lamb. Oh, see? Okay, you got them. Those are traditions right there. Yeah. There okay. Oh, yeah, I'll throw those in. I'll throw those All in. All right. <laughs> let's do it. Let's get the news. Thanks, Dayton. Wisconsin's weekend morning news on WTMJ. Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. Good morning, 835. The Brewers' home opener was on Monday, and WTMJ, of course, was there. Let's get the weekend review thanks to Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, back, back. Happy opening day, everybody. Great to be out here. It's always one of these days where baseball fans, Milwaukeeans, and Wisconsinites just celebrate the start of something that suggests, hey, it's going to warm up, it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting. Hell yeah. Garrett Mitchell, center fielder. I'm feeling good. Um, you know it's early, not taking it too seriously. Are you sure about that? Woodman's Food Markets, Pomp's Tire, and Garrett Mitchell. That's where he's the GOAT! 
The spring election finally here. When it comes to the court person, you know, part of Saywitz and the abortion issue is huge. When we got our state opened up, it was the type of people that were in there at that time that got us opened up and it was a good thing. So I wanted to keep those type of people in office. Hours ago, her title was solely Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge. Now Janet Protozawitz is a swearing-in ceremony away from being a Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice. It is the absolute honor of a lifetime to be elected as your next justice on the Wisconsin <laughs> Daniel Kelly thanked his supporters for inspiration, but Kelly's speech changed tune with harsh words for his opponent. I wish that in a circumstance like this, I would be able to concede to a worthy opponent, but I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. Have some grace. She smoked you big time. You lost by double digits for the second time. You really ought to know how to lose by now. Former President Donald Trump pleading not guilty to 34 felony charges today in New York. For the first time, a former U.S. president has surrendered at a courthouse, been arrested, booked, fingerprinted, and has also, less than an hour ago, pleaded not guilty to 34 counts of falsifying business records. I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. We are joined by Brewers manager Craig Council. Look really forward to talking to you through the season, Coach. All right, take care, guys. What did he say? Coach. It was really awkward calling him coach. Yeah. I thought you always go skip. As soon as we went into break, Vince was like, God, I can't believe I called well, him coach. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson continuing his campaign for upping shared revenue for Wisconsin cities in the new budget, speaking at a listening session held in Waukesha by the legislature's Joint Finance Committee. You can enable all communities around the entire state of Wisconsin to invest in their core services. Following the storm, Kurt Sprangers, an engineer for the city of Milwaukee, says more than two hundred complaints about street flooding were made to the Department of Public Works. The city of Milwaukee is opposing a plan by a local developer to convert the former mall into an industrial warehousing storage space. A race for village president in a small community in Door County decided this morning by a game of chance. There was the duels and fighting in a boxing match. I'm not much for violence, so I said hard pass on that. Oh, hell no. Ultimately, it was a roll of the dice. 6-2 in favor of Bell. Terrell. Don't make us run. The footage shows the foot chase and confrontation between Officer Jerving and his partner and robbery suspect Terrell Thompson. Are you disqualified if if you throw up? Absolutely. You are. Right? <laughs> uh, and, and you get made fun of. Wow! I'm calling that. Wow. Wow. Well done. A minute and 30 seconds in the books for Adam. Thanks for What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. There you have it, the Week in Review, sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Dayton Canaan for Libby Collins. We'll run through the five-day forecast next, and we, we hear about fast drivers all the time. I want to talk about some of the other hazards that are out there. We'll do that in just two minutes. It is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Isaac in the producer's booth, Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. It's Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News playing the cars as we're about to talk traffic. But before we do that, let's get into that forecast. Sunny afternoon clouds rolling in, but a beautiful day for Easter. 64 near the lake, 70 inland. Tomorrow, morning showers possible, high 68, and then it gets better. 
Tuesday, partly cloudy, 73. Wednesday, sunny, windy, 75. Thursday, sunny, 75. It's 44 in Jefferson, 42 in Plymouth, 43 at WTMJ. And I just want to talk for a couple minutes here on traffic issues. So this is big in the news. Everybody complaining about it. There are some crazy drivers out there, and that's what we hear about, right? People driving way too fast for the way they should be driving. What I want to bring up is the opposite end of that. I drive a lot. I work for Siding Unlimited. So I drive to people's houses all day long, all week long. I'm on the roads all the time. I will get behind a car and I swear that the person is drunk as can be. They're doing 10 miles under the speed limit. They're weaving in and out of their lane. They're driving too slow. Why, Isaac? Can you guess? Are they texting and driving? They are texting and driving. People, stop doing this. I think those people actually could be more dangerous than those who are going too fast sometimes because the people going fast are paying attention and they're they're like, they know they have to get into a spot. These people who are weaving back and forth while they're texting, going 10 miles under the speed limit as you're coming up on them, very dangerous. The other thing that I want to bring up are these stupid signs that they put up over the freeway that are supposed to tell us of traffic accidents coming up, things that are delayed. Though That makes sense. But when they're putting like four sentences of some limerick on the sign or it's taking me more than two seconds to read it, that's a distraction. And I find myself like if a brake light hits in front of me as I'm trying to figure out the sign, stop doing that. Whoever's in charge of those signs, like stick to the facts. Just give me the facts. That's all I need there. And the other thing that I think I've found as I drive around is the dashboards now on cars, just trying to change my radio if I'm not doing it on my steering wheel, if I'm like actually trying to do something. You could be looking down 10, 15 seconds trying to find what you're looking for as you're driving 60, 70 miles an hour. That's not a good thing. Well, that's, that's a dangerous thing. They're trying to put touch screens in all the cars now. You got to keep it with the buttons. It's, you have to. It's so much I remember when I was a buttons. kid in my dad's truck, there was like five buttons, ka-chunk, 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 and those were the stations you listened to. And people weren't looking down. They were just, they could feel the button and just push as they were driving. Much safer. Maybe we need to go back to the old days. I don't know. Maybe. There you go. Good news, though. I just looked this up. There are actually, in the first quarter of this year compared to last year, 29 less deaths on Milwaukee roads. So that's good. And from 2016 to 2020, every year injury crashes went down. So even though we're seeing nice. a lot of this in the news and there's a lot of like carjackings and stuff, uh, it actually seems to be getting a little bit safer for some reason. I don't know why. Well, there you go. My little take on the traffic, not that you cared. Coming up next, we're going to check in with Dominic Catronio and uh, see what's happening in sports. It is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins on WTMJ. All good things come to an end, right? And the Brewers' six-game winning streak here at the start of the season was certainly one of those things. First pitch to Walker is turned down. This is hit out to deep left. Yelich racing back to the warning track. This one is gone. Jordan Walker hits his second career home run, and that was a laser that just barely got over the wall and left. It was hit plenty well. Just 381 feet. Lane Grindle on the call as Jordan Walker, one of the rookie hotshots of the St. Louis Cardinals, hit one of two homers in the game for St. Louis. They blanked the Brewers by a 6-0 final. The Cardinals jumped all over starter Eric Lauer, who only went four innings in this one. Some concerns about his lack of velocity in this start. 
Manager Craig Council. You know, we saw, I thought the first inning was pretty good, touched 93, you know, which is, you know, a, kind of a normal first inning we saw last year, but, you know, was not able to hold on to it throughout the start. Um, and that's that's where he's been at, you know, since, since spring training. So it's down. It's down since last year, yes. Brewers are right back at it today to close out their homestand before starting a 10-day, 10-game road trip out west. Today, they start off with the Cardinals at 110, our coverage starts at noon with yours truly with Brewers Warm-Up. The Masters Tournament is finally back underway this morning down in Augusta, Georgia. After play was suspended only six holes into the third round yesterday, they will do their best to finish as much golf as they can today, but they're staring at a Monday finish. Notably, though, Tiger Woods did make the cut yesterday, making it 22 consecutive Masters tournaments he's played the weekend. The Bucks finished their regular season today out in Toronto. Coverage starts at 11.30 over with our sister station, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The Bucks finishing with the Raptors. They've already locked up the number one seed and will await their opponent after the play-in tournament. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thank you, Dominic. Coming up next, we're going to check in with uh, the pop culture editor. He's a critic. You love him from Milwaukee.com, Matt Miller on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Oh, the sweet sound of Mario Brothers. Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News, Dayton Kanan for Libby Collins. Good morning to you. It's 8.51. Thanks for joining us. Time uh, for media critic and pop culture editor at OnMilwaukee.com, Matt Miller. Good morning, Matt. How are you today? Good morning. Happy Easter. Yes, happy Easter to you. And uh, we're talking kind of, uh, well, there are some eggs hidden throughout Mario Brothers, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, Yoshi <laughs> eggs. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell us about this movie. This one looks interesting. What? First of all, what is the exact title of it? This is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, so, so they kept it simple. The, uh, they kept it easy. They kept it simple. It's the first kids movie to get a wide release in about four months, which is kind of wild to believe, considering kids movies are kind of one of the ultimate staples of box office success. Uh, and as a result, it's making a ton of money this weekend. It's looking at maybe making $200 million Whoa. this weekend alone. Yes, that's what happens when you release a movie for kids in a desert of kids' entertainment. And uh, it, it is a really fun movie. I would not say this is like, I don't think Pixar needs to be shaking in its boots. I don't think Hayao Miyazaki needs to start thinking about career changes. The The story here could really use a one-up mushroom. It's <laughs> no, it's no more or less depth-filled than playing the original Super Mario Brothers when it comes to plot, when it comes to character development, or anything like that. But it's it, you, you don't want to sound condescending towards kids because kids can like good things too. But it is just really bright, really made with some some gee whiz pop to it. There's a lot of, uh, I, you know what else is really weirdly good in this movie is the music is really fun. Throughout the movie, people who are fans of Nintendo, people who are fans of Mario Brothers, they're going to hear these little music cues throughout the movie, and the way they work the kind of famous Mario themes into the music is really fun and really entertaining and really clever. I, I think that kind of stuff makes the movie better than, you know, kind of a bland, boring kids movie and turns it into something that I think everyone can enjoy, at least for 90 minutes. 
I think that's what's going to happen here because not only do the kids have it because they like the characters and stuff, the nostalgia that it brings with it for all of us. Because, I mean, Mario's been around for a long time, right? The brothers have been in our our lives, most of our lives at this point for some of us. And, uh, like, I have a 25-year-old son. He wants to go see this movie. Like, Yeah, it, it definitely falls into that perfect zone of good for kids, good for adults who were kids back when this was coming up. I mean... One of the opening things that happens in the movie is a reference to the old Mario Brothers TV show from back in the 90s and 80s with the Mario rap. It's <laughs> stuff like that that, you know, if you're, if you're a Mario fan, if you were a nerd like I was, and I use that term affectionately, um, there's a lot of stuff in here that you'll enjoy. Again, this is not, there's not much plot here at all. There's not much character development here at all. I, there's even some jokes in the movie that feel like the script put in the script you know, put joke in here, and then they never got around to putting the joke in there. Um, but the, the movie's just really fun to watch. You I know, it's a fun visual medium to watch. I was going to say, think, it's, it's probably visual. So you, is this something we do want to see in the theater? I would say so. Yeah. I, I th- Honestly, my, my argument nowadays, now that things have kind of gone back to normal, is every movie is better in a theater. You know, if True. you watch a movie at home, it's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to kind of tune out and not care as much. When you are watching a movie in a the theater, you care more. You commit more to the movie. You, 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 it, it looks bigger and better on a big screen. So I would definitely say this is one worth checking out on the big screen. And I mean, it, they're going to make a sequel because it's already made <laughs> most money of any movie this year in theaters. So uh, they're going to make a, a two Mario, two brothers. So it's, it's, it's coming. So yeah, you might yeah. as well see the first. Matt Miller on Milwaukee.com. Tell me about this, this one called Air. This one looks fascinating to me. Yeah, on the other side of the equation, you know, we have a kid's movie and we have a movie unapologetically for adults. This one is another 80s kind of throwback to the Nike deal with Michael Jordan when he came out of the NBA and they went all in on making a Jordan shoe, which was revolutionary for its time. And this movie's really fun. It's really entertaining. The script has got some good, sharp performance. The script is sharp. There's some really good performances. Matt Damon, Viola Davis, all in kind of movie star mode. It does feel a little bit like you're watching a movie written by brands. It does feel a little bit like, do you like the movie Moneyball? Yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, it feels a little bit like if Moneyball was about the Yankees, because you're just watching it, and you're like, oh, (laughs) I wonder if Nike will be able to pull this off. Famous (laughs) underdog story, Nike. You know, it it doesn't quite get your blood pumping the way it wants you to in terms of, you know, being this great underdog saga that, you know, gets you fist pumping in the air. But it's a really well-made movie. It's a really well-shot movie, well-performed, well-scripted. Yeah, I just don't, it's a movie that I think a lot of people will like. It's a little hard to love because, again, it it feels like Nike doing a victory lap about itself. Got it. So did, is there any insight in the movie that you leave and go, huh, that was interesting? There's a little bit of stuff, but I think sneakerheads and NBA fans and people who know the story will probably know a lot of that stuff. Um, and really, it, it, it is a little bit of a, uh, a situation where there's not much drama to the story on some level because 
you know, what's the worst thing that happens? Nike would still be a company and, you know, <laughs> most of these people would be still doing fine. And, oh, no, what would happen if we didn't live in a world with Air Jordan shoes? What would that be like? Wow, what a difference that would be. Um, but, <laughs> but it is a really entertaining, kind of slight, but very enjoyable movie for adults. I think that's kind of the big thing is we don't get a lot of movies that – you know, are for adults that aren't superhero movies or aren't, you know, remakes right, of old right. movies or have some IP or brand attached to it. Ironically, this does have a brand to it. But you know, you know what I'm saying. It, it's kind of nice for their movie be for adults with a, a technically original story and unapologetically be for adults. Yeah, awesome. Well, Matt, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. You can find Matt at onmilwaukee.com. Go have some Easter ham or lamb or whatever it is you eat. I'm going to have both. All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. You as well. All right, coming up next, we check in with Finn Askin uh, in the WTMJ Breaking News Center. That does it for our number one of Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Men, 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 manly men, 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 men. This is Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Men, men. All men on the show today, except now we got Holly coming on, so that's good. Isaac's in the producer's booth. Finn, of course, just doing the news. Dominic Catronio on sports today, and I am Dayton Kane filling in for Libby Collins. Uh, Collins, thanks for joining us on this Easter Sunday. We appreciate that. Uh, I did just mention Holly, so let's go there. She's a sales associate with Jay Schmidt Group of Keller Williams Realty in Milwaukee's North Shore area. Uh, good morning, Holly. How are you? Good morning, Dayton. I'm fabulous. How are you? And happy Easter. Yes, happy Easter. Things are great on this end. The sun's going to be shining. It'll be 70 degrees today. I mean, it's perfect. <sighs> so uh, so let's talk a little bit about the housing market and what's going on right now, specifically in the Milwaukee area, because, you know, we hear national trends all the time on the radio or on the TV. But uh, let's let's delve down into this area here. You're in it every day. You're out there yes, talking to people. I You're am. showing houses. So is this time of year, like, hot for you guys? Always. Um, it is always hot. And what we were thinking was going to happen with the rising interest rates, we thought it would be a little bit of a cooler market. The only thing that's cool is that we do not have enough houses and condominiums for sale on the market for the buyers who are 100% committed, pre-approved, have cash on hand, and are ready to strike. So it still creates a very aggressive buyer's market and a very strong position for all of our sellers. Why do you think that's happening? Are there just more people? Um, we still have buyers who absolutely have to buy. And they are motivated based on a job transfer. Maybe it's a school district, whatever that is. Maybe that family is growing and they need that extra bedroom. They are out there. They are pre-approved. They are ready to make a move. They are not um, discouraged at all by the increasing rising interest rates. So what we saw with the 3% and the 4%, even the low fives, we may not see again. You can still reach a little lower if you do an adjustable arm mortgage, but your traditional 30-year fixed is a little bit of a higher percentage than what people appreciated two and three years ago. So, <laughs> But we're not up to the, more of a, <laughs> like the 20% yeah. that we were in the 80s, right? Like, we're still good. You're exactly right. Exactly. Well, that was what I was about to say. It's about perspective. And so those who have experienced 
a 12% 30-year fixed rate, they're not phased by 7% or a high six. Um, this is still something that, that makes it very approachable for today's home buyers. So it's still very aggressive. We're still having properties receiving multiple offers. So if we have a multiple offer scenario, coming in with a very expert real estate agent who knows how to position you properly with your offer and have great communication with the listing agent will tee you up for success. Holly Gablin, a sales associate with Jay Schmidt Group of Keller Williams Realty in Milwaukee's North Shore area on with us on Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Do you, obviously, it's good to be pre-approved, right? If, you, if you're taking Absolutely. the step to buy the house, go to your bank and, and get that pre-approval. Absolutely. We have tried and true experiences with lenders across the state of Wisconsin, even some there outside of Wisconsin, um, where our buyers have said this was a fabulous experience. We've seen in a transaction the way that the lender um, helps their clients in the underwriting process. And so we always provide a handful of realtor, excuse me, lender options to our clients so that we know they're going to go in with a very secure lending experience. So yes, you need to get that pre-approval. If you need some recommendations, please reach out to me, Holly Gamblin at kw.com, 414-209-5445. And with the Jay Schmidt Group, we know of excellent lenders throughout the state who are tried and true, who have helped our clients in wonderful ways, kept it very clean transaction, excellent communication skills, full control under with the underwriting process. So that's what we want. We want it to be clean, simple, and a successful closing for our clients. So you guys are based in the North Shore area, but do you cover all of southeastern Wisconsin? Oh, we cover all of Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> good. Good, good. Yeah. I've driven hours away from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Sometimes we have people who just need to relocate, like I said, for the job. They're going to Appleton. I'll drive to Appleton. I'm headed out to a vacation lakeside condominium later this week for someone um, to help them sell their property. We've got other buyers who want that beautiful cabin in the woods somewhere, or they just need to relocate to a different school district. So we're everywhere. If it's in the state of Wisconsin, I can do it. Awesome. So I do have a weird question. So there's all this technology out online now, specifically the big one that a lot of people look at is Zillow. I went to, or mm-hmm. I went to Zillow the other day and it said my house increased $20,000 in the last month. That can't be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> So it just we have to do a very careful algorithm. Zillow is looking at other homes that are similar in size to yours. They've sold within the last six months. They're making an assumption that your house has increased that much. What we have to take into account that Zillow does not location. Are you on a corner lot, which for some places that's a great thing to have and others not so much? Is it a busy street? Um, your location is one thing that you cannot change, and that can either add value or maybe pull back a little bit on your value. Also, your improvements. If you've done improvements to your home, that's another area that we can refine your value upward that Zillow has no idea if you've done that or not. So Zillow is um, okay to look at. I'm not offended by people who come to me with Zillow information. I think it's wonderful to exercise all the tools that you have available to you. But it is not always accurate. Um, We are looking at, though, increased home prices throughout the state and throughout the country. So they have their their AI algorithm, and we can lean into that just a little bit. But it is important to connect with someone who can actually 
peel back the curtain and, and look a little deeper and know for a fact what's happening with your home and your community. Okay, so to sum this all up, it's still a good time to sell a house. Everybody's yes. still looking to buy a house. <laughs> yes. it's, it's not time to wait around. Like there's, it's, there's opportunity out there for everybody. Absolutely there is. This is a wonderful time to sell your home. You will reap financial benefits if you sell your home right now. It is an aggressive market. Having professional photography, having the help of our team, we do staging. We have a full-time interior designer. She is ours. We have a full-time photographer. We have a full-time marketing professional in our office. These are not people that we have to go out and hire. They're, we're not charging you extra for that. That is all a part of what I bring to your selling experience. So to make it um, beautiful from for the online buyer, they're shopping online first. If they don't like what they see online, they're yeah. not going to ask for that showing. Yeah. And, and by the way, you're a nice person on top of it all, so that helps too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So are you. <laughs> we appreciate your services as well. You've been phenomenal to work with. All right. Holly Gamblin from J. Schmidt Group of Keller Williams Realty in Milwaukee's North Shore area. What's the website again? Sure, jschmidtgroup.com. You can look me up by email, hollygamblin at kw.com. You can call me or text me, 414-209-5445. And again, happy Easter in Dayton. It was really nice speaking with you today. Yeah, thanks for the update, Holly. You go eat something fun and find some Easter eggs. Absolutely, you too. All right, coming up next, Dominic Catronio with sports. It is uh, Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins on WTMJ. Spring is in the air and Brewers baseball in full swing. The Cardinals in town. Brew crew trying to make it seven wins in a row, but there's that man again, Nolan Arenado. This is hit high and deep to left. It is hooking. And it hooks inside the foul pole. It is gone for Nolan Arenado. A two-run shot. His first home run of the season. And the Cardinals out to a 4-0 lead. Lynn Grindle on the call right here on 620 WTMJ. It was Arenado's 300th career home run. As the Cardinals blank the Brewers 6-0 to end their six-game winning streak. Manager Craig Council. I mean, we didn't, you know, there wasn't balls hit hard that we... Didn't get opportunity, you know, didn't get bad luck on. He pitched very well. He, he controlled us. He controlled our barrels very well. The rubber game of the series with the Cardinals is today. First pitch at 110. Our coverage starts at noon with yours truly with Brewers warm-up. The Bucks will finish their regular season in Toronto against the Raptors. Coverage starts at 11.30 over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The Bucks already locked into the number one seed, will await their opponent after the play-in tournament. Badger hockey fans can rejoice they still have bragging rights over Minnesota. The Golden Gophers lost in the national title game of the Frozen Four against Quinnipiac in overtime. It only took 10 seconds into the extra period for sophomore Jacob Quillian to score the game-winning goal and keep the Gophers without a title since 2003. The Badgers' last title came in 2006. And the Masters Tournament down in Augusta, Georgia has been plagued by rain over the weekend. They have resumed the third round as of this morning, playing through the rain and the cold weather down in Georgia. They are expecting to finish this tournament tomorrow with Brooks Kepka in the lead. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thanks, Dom. Actually, Kepka is only up by one at this point. Rom right behind him. Uh, Kepka 12 under, Rom 11 under, then uh, 
Hovland just jumped up to six under. So uh, getting close as we get to the end of the Masters. Uh, coming up, we're going to look at this beautiful, it's going to be an amazing week, the forecast coming up, and we're going to do Today in History. Uh, we've got Bob Hope in there, Hank Aaron, Dennis Quaid. It is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. Thanks for listening this morning. A five-day forecast looking beautiful. Sunny with afternoon clouds rolling in today. 64 at the lake, 70 inland. Monday, morning showers possible tomorrow. High of 68. But then Tuesday, partly cloudy, 73. Wednesday, sunny, windy, 75. Thursday, sunny and 75. So uh, time to get out the shorts. Break, like, put the winter clothes away. Can we finally put the winter clothes away and bring out the spring and summer clothes? I've been looking forward to that. It's 51 in Racine, 45 in Brookfield, and 50 at WTMJ. Uh, earlier this morning, we went in-depth about Easter because it is Easter Sunday. Pastor Brandon Levy from Banner Church in New Berlin was on with us. But now let's get to the rest of this day in history. And we want to say a thank you first off here. It is National Former Prisoner of War Recognition Day. Thanks to all of you who sacrificed so much for our freedoms. I can't even begin to imagine what you went through and what you had to endure. So thank you right off the bat for that. Now, some history lessons here quickly. On this date, 1865, General Robert E. Lee signed a treaty of surrender effectively ending the American Civil War. April 9th, 1950, Bob Hope made his first appearance in an Easter special called Star Spangled Review. Yes, sir. Television. Well, he finally got me. <laughs> yeah, he's, he didn't even, he made a joke. What, what, where's the camera? Where am I supposed to look? So he, Bob Hope, obviously, I think he started on vaudeville and then went to radio and then TV. I don't know how old he actually was when he got to that point. But on this date, 1974, American baseball player Hank Aaron hit his 715th career home run, breaking Bay Bruce record. This date, 1979, the final episode of All in the Family aired on CBS. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. <laughs> Guys like us, we had it made. Still one of the best theme songs ever in television history. Oh, that hurts in headphones, actually. Wow. All right. It was this date, April 9th, 1926. Hugh Hefner was born. He passed away at the age of 91 in 2017. Mark Jacobs, American fashion designer, turning 60 today. Albert Hammond Jr., I bet Isaac knows who this guy is, lead singer of The Strokes, turning 42 today. One of my favorite songs. Can we just play this whole song? <laughs> I got to see him live in concert. Just him. He was trying to launch a solo career and uh, just a fantastic musician. Cynthia Nixon, who played Miranda in Sex in the City, turns 56 today. Dennis Quaid, the actor, is 68. Jackie Ivanko. People love this girl. The classical singer who came in second on the fifth season of America's Got Talent. She's turning 23 today. There's a note for you. 
Isaac sounds just like that in the shower, actually, when he's getting ready every morning. Actor Jay Baruchel, uh, he is turning 40 today. He's one of those actors in the Seth Rogen crowd. If you've ever seen some of his movies, he's, he's a pretty funny guy. Kristen Stewart from Twilight turning 32 today. And uh, let's wrap this up with a little bit of fun. We are going to let this one run a little bit here. Lil Nas X, the ripe old age of 23 today. You know this song. I came in this morning and Isaac was getting the show ready and this song was just blaring, blaring in the producer's booth. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, it's, it's Old Town Road. It's got to be loud. So there you have it. This day in history. I think that might be the last time we ever do that on the show. But uh, I, I, love, I like that part. I like the segment. Reminiscing, going back. I mean, think about Bob Hope. I hadn't thought about Bob Hope in years and uh he was such an entertainer so good to have that all right coming up next we are going to get into the bottom of the hour news with finn askin and we still have a lot coming up on the show another half hour to go with mad dog and merrill joining us uh we're going to check in with dave meist uh Dave Meister, and then we also, of course, wrap up the show by talking to the guys at Acunet Mortgage, Brian and David Wickert. So thank you for joining us. It is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Good morning to you, Dayton Kane, in for Libby Collins, Isaac, getting creative and uh, playing Who Let the Dogs Out as we bring on the show this morning, Mad Dog from Mad Dog and Merrill. Good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, Dayton, how are you? A beautiful day to grill. It is a beautiful day to grill. Are you making something special for Easter? Uh, you know something, we, we went we had we had Easter on Friday, but you know, if you want me to say yes, yeah, we're doing Easter <laughs> ham on the grill. <laughs> so tell everybody, I, I'm sure most people have run across you at some point in time throughout the last what, twenty how long have you guys been doing this? You know, so honest to goodness, we've seen the evolution of the grill industry, Dayton. We've, we've done it uh, since Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel started, and that was back in 1979. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you do the math. That's that's 40-plus years. That's longer than most marriages last. How do you guys do it? All I can tell you is that you were putting eight-track tapes in the, in the, in the uh, system to play commercials. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So tell people what you guys do. I mean, what is it that you've been doing all these years? You know something, uh, we've just been uh, following a dream that people entertain in the backyard, people do more and more cooking, you know, you have to have a, uh, we're self-employed grillologist for 40 plus years, so it's just telling people how to sit back, how to relax, you know, we've seen the trends and the technology change, we've seen the, uh, the charcoal industry start, we've seen the gas grill industry come into it, yeah, you know, there's so many great grills on the market now, it's just amazing. So as we get into spring and summer here, obviously more and more people are going to get outside and start grilling. What tips, are, are there differences between the, the charcoal and the gas as to how you cook, how you grill? Absolutely, absolutely. And everybody has their own theory. Everybody has their own uh, mindset, if you will, just as they do in other things in life. But, you know, the, the charcoal, di- we call them charcoal dinosaurs. Uh, the charcoal <laughs> dinosaurs exist when we go to a lot of sports shows we see a lot of more charcoal dinosaurs, the home and garden shows and home and garden people, you know, the people that are out there at the, uh, fixing up and remodeling their homes. They're the gas grill industry. They're the pellet grill industry. They're the Komodo style grill. Uh, so, you know, you see everybody little doing their own little trends. Which do you guys prefer? 
Uh, uh, you know, we, we have our little television show, and it, uh, on there we have the uh, pellet grills and the upright smokers, and we have the griddles. So you got uh, them but, all. You know, I'm not at home here. I got a little two burner gas grill that I usually use, and I'm the happiest man in the world. Okay, so what? T- talk about this TV show. When is that? What is that? Uh, that evolved about this. I think the, the 13th or 14th season right now. Wow. We shoot 26 episodes each year. Uh, we've been blessed. It airs in 35 states, 140 markets. It's on you know your basic, all your uh, uh, stream live things, your Roku and everything else. We can get it through. Okay, so I'm looking at MadDogAndMeryl.com, um, and I see you two, who I've known for years. But who's this other guy? That, that is our side dish. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fast Freddy on the keyboards. Fast Freddy. He wasn't at the Home and Garden show. I didn't see him there. Yeah, you know, Mad Dog and Meryl have their own gigs, and then we do our television shoots and, and other events with uh, with Fast Freddy. Okay. We're doing a little. We're doing a little tours called uh, Rags to Riches. And Fast Freddy knows how to play ragtime music uh, as well as any pianist uh, on the earth right now. And so he's a ragtime musician as far as piano playing. And uh, so he plays a little piano music, ragtime. Meryl and I do little stage shows. We call it our Rags to Riches Tour. Okay, nice. So talk people through your website. What can they all see when they go there? There's a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, something is days of entertainment. And, and, I, and I might <laughs> add we have our own YouTube channel. So when you go to the website, you can look under uh, Midwest Grilling. That's the name of our television show. You can find out where it airs, how it airs. You can streamline from there to Roku. Uh, you can go. We have our own YouTube channel on top of there. Uh, you can do uh, uh, events. You can t- find out store finders where our products are located at and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a follower of our own website, so I rambled pretty good there, and I'm pretty sure that I've got. Uh, yeah, much no, of that's that good. Back. So tell what you said. Your products, you guys sell sauces and stuff, right? Yeah, we got sauces, barbecue sauces. We have spices. Uh, you know, they're available. Uh, you know, your market area, they're available at the. I don't want to mention names, but the Myers and the Woodmans and the Festival Foods and stuff like that. And a lot of specialty stores in your area carry them, so uh, it's kind of nice there. There again, our third business partner. Uh, handles most of that. So, Meryl and I work. Meryl and I, we just we just uh, hit the road and travel. And then, being self-employed, you just work as much as you can. And you know, we're having the best time of our lives, Dayton. And you know, it's just a, it's just the most fun in the world. And 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 Freddie, I'll say it again, fast Freddie on the keyboards. He's just an entertainer. He wears the captain's hat all the time. He's got a big burly mustache. Uh, he loves his libations. So we tape a television show. Uh, Sponsored, driven as a rule. There's always a libation involved for Freddie besides great eats. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out on an Easter Sunday to call in and, and talk to us. We appreciate that. Uh, MadDogandMeryl.com. When's the TV? When's the next season hit? Uh, May, uh, first week of May. And I'll tell you what, I, if you had another 10 minutes, I'd give you the list of all the places we're going to this year. But you go on the website. Find out where we're doing where we're doing television tapings, and you can join us. Oh, that would be fun! I might have to hit up a couple of those. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Good talking to you. Dayton, have a good one. Peace, love, and barbecue. That's right. MadDogAndMeryl.com is where you can find them. Coming up next, we are going to check in with your forecast, and Libby is hanging out with Dave Meister, uh, so we'll check in with them as well. It is Wisconsin's weekend morning news on WTMJ.
Good morning to you. 941 Dayton Canaan for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Do you ever wonder why we say Happy Easter and Merry Christmas and not Merry Easter and Happy Christmas? I wonder how that all got started. Anyway, it is time to check in with Libby Collins after we take a look at this beautiful forecast. Sunny afternoon clouds rolling in today. 64 near the lake, 70 inland. Tomorrow, morning showers possible, a high of 68. But then it gets beautiful. That morning showers are spotty, by the way. And then it's beautiful the rest of the day. Tuesday, partly cloudy, 73. Wednesday, sunny, windy, 75. Thursday, sunny and 75. It's 51 in Kenosha, 51 in Glendale, 55 at WTMJ. What would you do if you had enough money to fulfill a dream? Waukesha Software entrepreneur Dave Meister told Libby Collins about his plans to recreate the legendary Cavern Club where the Beatles played before they were famous. I want to talk a little bit about the Cavern Club. For anybody out there who isn't familiar, that is where the Beatles played in Liverpool for, what, almost 300 times. It's legendary in the music business. You decided to make it to the specifications of the original club. How daunting a task was that? Where did you begin? Well, in the Heartland location, we couldn't make it the full size to the specifications because the ceiling was two feet lower than what it should be to make it that way. So we just scaled it down. And so now some people say, oh, this is a man cave. I'd like to have it in my basement. And I said, good luck, because it took four years to build that and put it together that way because it's not just making it look like it it's the authentic brick and it's the authentic sounds and stage so we have that what kind of brick did you use handmade brick that we bought from a local brick company here that they brought in from the east coast and so we had that and then we had uh, dennis Grimm and his two sons they're masons but they're artists and they made it happen and there's a little plaque down there that says dennis Grimm and his sons that were there to do it. It's a relatively small stage. I mean, the original Cavern Club, it wasn't a massive stage. What are we talking about dimensions? It's about 40 feet wide by 50 feet long. Okay. That's what the club is. Haven't been there yet, and so I did the best that I could from online, you know, what the specifications were, and I tried to take that. And so Let It Be, which is the club in Waukesha, that is... So this is the third club now we're talking about. This is the third one that is the full scale of what the cavern was. But of course, in Liverpool, they had tunnels going here and there. I don't have that. I have just the cavern itself with the arches that would have been tunnels that went underground. Here are the details about Dave Meister's little-known specialty clubs in Waukesha, where Dave is making his dreams come true when he talks with Libby Collins on WTMJ Conversations at 11 a.m. right here on WTMJ. All good things come to an end, right? And the Brewers' six-game winning streak here at the start of the season was certainly one of those things. First pitch to Walker is turned on. This is hit out to deep left. Yelich racing back to the warning track. This one is gone. Jordan Walker hits his second career home run, and that was a laser that just barely got over the wall and left. It was hit plenty well. Just 381 feet. Lane Grindle on the call as Jordan Walker, one of the rookie hotshots of the St. Louis Cardinals, hit one of two homers in the game for St. Louis. They blanked the Brewers by a 6-0 final. The Cardinals jumped all over starter Eric Lauer, who only went four innings in this one. Some concerns about his lack of velocity in this start. Manager Craig Council. You know, we saw, I thought the first inning was pretty good, touched 93, you know, which is, you know, a, kind of a normal first inning we saw last year, but, you know, was not able to hold on to it throughout the start. 
um, and that's that's where he's been at, you know, since since spring training. So it's down, it's down since last year. Yes. Brewers are right back at it today to close out their homestand before starting a ten day, ten game road trip out west. Today they start off with the Cardinals at one ten. Our coverage starts at noon with yours truly with Brewers warm up. The Masters Tournament is finally back underway this morning down in Augusta, Georgia. After play was suspended only six holes into the third round yesterday, they will do their best to finish as much golf as they can today, but they're staring at a Monday finish. Notably, though, Tiger Woods did make the cut yesterday, making it 22 consecutive Masters tournaments he's played the weekend. The Bucks finished their regular season today out in Toronto. Coverage starts at 11.30 over with our sister station, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The Bucks finishing with the Raptors. They've already locked up the number one seed and will await their opponent after the play-in tournament. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thank you, Dominic. Coming up, we'll get your WTMJ five-day forecast, and there's some big, a big update on the Masters that we'll talk through as well before we get to Brian and David Wickert. It is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Easter Sunday, good morning. Thanks for joining us. 9.51, Dayton Canaan for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Uh, Sunny, afternoon clouds rolling in later today. 64 at the lake, 70 inland. Monday, morning showers possible. 68 tomorrow. Tuesday, partly cloudy, a high of 73. Wednesday, sunny, windy, 75. And Thursday, sunny and 75. So we have a great week lined up for us. 57 in Union Grove, 54 Menominee Falls, 55 at WTMJ. And uh, Finn asking, jumping in the studio with me here to talk a little bit about some sports things that are happening. Tiger Woods pulling out of the Masters. Did you see that? That's big news. Everybody uh, was kind of rooting for him, I think, to get back and be himself and... Just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you were watching yesterday, but just seeing him struggle, I think you said plantar fasciitis. He and was I, limping pretty holy bad. Holy smokes. I felt bad for the guy. He just looked like he was writhing in pain for a I, while there. I, I golfed 18 holes yesterday, and I was in full health, and I was exhausted by the end and ready for a nap. Like, I can't imagine being in pain the whole time I was trying to golf. I right. can't imagine that. So, big news there. He is not in. He's saying this could be the last time he's ever going to be at Augusta. So, uh, interesting news there. But the reason I brought you in, obviously we want to talk Tiger and let everybody know what's happening there if they didn't. But I've been hearing throughout the week that we've extended sales of alcohol at AmFam Field. What what, what do you know about that? Yeah, so I know across the league, alcohol sales were supposed to end after the seventh inning. But the Brewers are the first team to extend it past the eighth inning now. So, And the main reason they're doing this is because uh, MLB games average... Previously, last year, was three hours and 19 minutes, and now we're all the way down to two hours and 34 minutes. Okay. So they're trying to extend those alcohol sales to... Not lose money? Exactly. Okay, so I get that, and I understand that's why they're doing it, but why did we stop alcohol sales so people could sober up, right? Right. 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 People need to sober up before they get in their car and drive. So it's even more important now for people to have a designated driver or somebody driving them home after the game. Because not only did we extend the alcohol sales into the eighth inning, now the innings are shorter right. because we have the pitch count. So we right. have less time in an inning to sober up and get ready for that drive home. Right. I was expecting it to go the opposite direction. I thought they were going to stop alcohol sales Sooner. at the sixth or fifth inning. Right. Right. Because, I mean, it's Wisconsin as well, which is a 
very large <sighs> drinking state. What? So I, I, <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> I mean, I just I'm from Chicago area, so I mean, seeing the change from Chicago, which I still obviously lots of drinking going on at Wrigley and uh, Guaranteed Rate, but it's it's a lot different here, you know. So I um. I was listening to some audio from Mothers Against Drunk Driving. She was saying the exact same thing. It was, you got to make sure you, it's even more important to have a plan now. You got to look more into ride share. You got to make sure you at least have one person in your group that right. isn't going to be drinking so they can be the one driving you home. Right. Yeah. Because again, we've sped up the game, which is great. Everybody seems to be loving that, right. that we're not sitting for three hours and 20 minutes at right. a game. We're, we're done in two and a half. It's a reasonable time. And, yeah. uh, the the game is a little more exciting. It seems like it, there's been more home runs. There's just been more things happening during the game. But yeah. I was I was surprised when I saw the announcement that they were going to go to the eighth inning. Yeah. And the first thing that came to mind was okay, if you if you've trusted yourself to sober up enough over the last couple innings, you can't do that anymore. Right. I, I, I'm afraid to drive past American Family Field after a baseball game at this point. I know going through the stadium interchange is. Scary, right? It, you have that it's thought scary in the back of your mind. Without the right. without the brewers traffic, right? Uh, but now you've got like drinking, like, and that could be like at three in the afternoon. A one o'clock game gets done, three thirty rush hour traffic, four o'clock people are driving home from the game. Like, please just be smart. I guess is right. the message I want to send. And just one last thing, I, I uh, president of business operations uh, Brian Schlesinger, he said they won't reassess until um, more alcohol related misbehavior happens. Okay. I love to see a more kind of proactive approach and see the Brewers like doing something alongside of it and being like, well, we're furthering this along, but here's more options for ride share. Here's something else, you know, right. happening for you. But yeah, I, it's scary because now we're going to have to wait for those alcohol related incidents <laughs> to, to happen. happen right. right? So, then, so we're on the edge of our seat going, okay, is it going to happen? But again, right. if we're all just smart and we do what we should do, right. we'll be fine. And right. that's what I guess the Brewers are hoping people will do is be responsible adults. Yeah. Don't drive after you've had too much to drink. Exactly. Enjoy a beer or two during the game, not seven or eight beers during the game, <laughs> right. I guess is what we're saying. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for jumping in. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Finn Askin going to be in back with the news at 10 o'clock, so be ready for that. Right now, though, we're going to check in with the guys from Acunet Mortgage, Brian and Dave Wickert. Guys, I saw in the headline that on uh, Yahoo Finance that the housing market downturn may be coming to an end. Have we, have we seen a downturn in Wisconsin. Um, you want to take that one, David, or do you? Want to <laughs> I was going to say it's not the beer at the ballpark, by the way. It's the Long Island iced teas oh, that'll really get you. Those will really get you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so the the hot answer is there was no downturn to begin with, okay. as Dad likes to say. Uh, headlines are written for uh, everyone in America, but that's like saying what's the weather in America. <laughs> right. It's, it's different yeah. from place to place. And so not in our backyard. There was no downturn. There's only in, been an upturn? In, well, in southeastern Wisconsin, this is according to the publicly traded uh, uh, brokerage company Redfin, and they put out a report every week, by the way. Milwaukee, the Milwaukee metro area was actually number one wow. in year-over-year -year, uh, median home price growth. So... And thank God, you know, they, they're they're smart, right? They're real estate brokers. It's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, the national number was down 2.1%, but there are markets that are down a lot. Right. Uh, like Austin, Texas, median sales price is down 15%. But in uh, good old Milwaukee, we're up by, 
Well, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I want you be... to stay tuned for the show, <laughs> yeah. so we can reveal that. How's that for that, a That's good. You know, if you can believe Zillow, take it for what it's worth. My house went up twenty thousand dollars last month, so I'm banking Whoa. on that. And whether that's true now. or not, I'm going to believe. We need it more listings. Yeah. So right. if you want to stick a for sale sign. <laughs> well, right. That that that's really the problem, uh, Dalton, that we have in southeastern Wisconsin is you know people are frozen, right? And this is true in a lot of parts of the country. Uh, they don't want to give up their three percent mortgage. Yeah. And so, you know, I've got the, we started talking about it last week, you know, listings are down by about 28% in March. And I don't think that's going to get any better, by the way. And, and we're also starting to see really crazy numbers of competing offers. So we're going to tell you some stories and all of our listeners uh, right after the news. All right. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wicker coming up next. Thanks for being on, guys. And everybody have a great Easter. Thanks for listening to WTMJ.